Hello, 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 and a warm wicked welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria, and you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. If you're listening on time, this is the second episode you've gotten this week. How exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Totally not because I'm the worst. Uh, (laughs) The worst? Uh, No, it's fine. Uh, This week we're talking about episode 10. What is the name of this episode? Heartbreak Uh, City. Heartbreak City. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, that's what we're talking about this week. Uh, Victoria, why don't you get us started with a summary? All right, here we go. I'm reading this for the first time. It's Drazi. He's killing love. Cupid Clockbox. Clockbox. (laughs) (laughs) Cupid Cockblacks, a hate demon, and said demon takes it out on perfectly innocent young lovebirds. Also, he can stick his hand in people's chests and rip their literal hearts out. Phoebe does some soul-searching and falls for Cupid, and the other sisters are too busy with they boot things to worry about Drazi. But, like, it's fine in the end, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) About sums it up. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so this episode we've got our big bad Drazi. He's, uh, like, this forever old hate demon like i guess there's multiple cupids but only one hate demon i don't know i'm you'd think that he would be better staffed yeah (laughs) yeah right um but yeah so our big bad is drowsy he's the hate demon uh he fell in love with a mortal girl and cupid was like nah and redirected her love to a mortal man and then drowsy got really mad and so he stole cupid's magic ring uh and uh yeah just like tore apart his matches yeah it's like (laughs) it does kind of suck you know like like homie was just trying to be in a toxic relationship with a mortal girl and then (laughs) this dude like fucks his shit up that's really not nice i'd be mad too rip anyways uh he's not our favorite (laughs) nah he's all right i guess i don't know he's not a great villain because he doesn't really have a goal besides just like exacting his revenge on people that had nothing to do with it i don't know his goal is literally like i'm gonna kill this one cupid that i really don't like (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's i don't know he's kind of lackluster as a big bad but and he's like <laughs> i'm gonna do it by breaking up all the people you made fall in love why don't you just kill him homie like especially yeah, like you you literally had your his heart in your hand you could have killed him right there and then just rip it out also uh spoiler alert if you haven't watched the episode which please watch the episode 
Um, it's on Peacock now. It's on Peacock now. It. Yeah, just watch it with some ads. It's really great. Homie like gets got. Like he dies twice in this episode. If it were me and a magic ring saved me after I became a giant puddle of black goo, um, I would just cut to the chase. I would not continue my uh, half-cocked yeah. plan. I would... Or like cut your losses and move on. Like <laughs> Don't die again while you still have a magic ring. Yeah, right? Like, like you could have just moved on but not a nah. not a lot of pre-planning on Drazi's part no um, yeah that, that's about all we got to say about Drazi. that's he's, all we got <laughs> that's literally it like he's kind of gross looking like no offense to the actor but like I, i'm sure the actor himself when he like cleans up is very attractive but like the way that they styled Drazi is just like greasy <laughs> yeah greasy is probably the best word to describe it it's not great uh, <laughs> uh so i guess we can just uh go couple to couple in this episode i guess yeah this is a very uh love centric uh episode like yeah it's just like them going on dates like <laughs> like this whole episode is just the sisters going on dates and like phoebe learning how to let people in i guess i don't know like theoretically i think this was supposed to be a very phoebe centric episode but i i don't know i I think of all of the season two episodes this is probably like the cheesiest and like least likely for me to rewatch. yeah because it doesn't like obviously i'm gonna rewatch it because you have to it's like get the context but like (laughs) meh it's kind of one of those ones that you could just be like scrolling on your phone or doing something else while you're watching it you know (laughs) well we'll we'll get into it y'all so here's the deal let's start let's go um by age so prue and jack Uh let's hit it they're super cute in this episode oh so cute they are super freaking cute in this episode they're adorable prue is giggly and happy jack is like really liking her he's like i'll take everybody out for coffee uh side note i have concluded that jack is loaded yeah we think he might be rich y'all yeah i'd let jack be my sugar daddy which is like you know an added bonus if you're (laughs) you know if you're into that if you're you're into like having all of your earthly cares paid for by a man who's in love with you then you know you could do worse (laughs) (laughs) i'm more meant like if you're into jack oh (laughs) i I think everybody can see the uh the charm and the, the intrigue about getting a sugar daddy, but like I was specifically talking Some about Some people that. are really against it. Yeah, I guess. Like I get being independent, but like if you want to spend your money on me, go for it. Like that's just more money for me to spend on myself. What? Yeah, there's a there's an old quote from someone that is uh I don't want to spend my money. I want to spend your money. <laughs> and if you've got money to spend, spend it on me. Oh my god. Is that a you quote? Yeah. You said a quote from yeah, that's, somebody. That's a you quote. 
<laughs> you just came up with that off the top of your head, and it was like, it's a quote. <laughs> I just like to cite my sources. Uh, <laughs> there's no academic she, plagiarism She got here. MLA format <laughs> for her own words. <laughs> Victoria, comma, 2021. <laughs> Not even a last name. No, I only exist by first name in this podcast. I love that. Uh... Yeah, Prue and Jack well, are just cute, y'all. They're cute. I think Prue is very possibly the happiest we've ever seen her in this episode. Ever. Like, yeah. I remember watching it and just being like, wow, I've never seen her smile so much. <laughs> like, she is she's, so happy. She just, she suddenly becomes a person that, like, I'd want to hang out with, you know? Yeah, and she looks so cute. The outfits in this episode are top tier. Honestly, yeah. I love Phoebe's first uh, date outfit that we see. The purple one? The the little little thing on her forehead, like a little... Like Like a headband, yeah. Band, yeah. It's cute. It's cute. Um, Moving on to Dan and Piper? Yeah. Uh, Dan and Piper are like adorable they're adorable now listen they get they get a little they get a little um serious in this episode yeah there is some serious discussion however i will say this Rewatching it is so fun because you can see that dan is starting to lose his patience oh yeah this is the part where dan starts to become an absolute douchebag because he is starting to have the the shiny shiny wear off because it is it's like he you know because in his mind he's doing breakfast in bed he's being a gentleman he's giving piper gifts he loves her he's expressing that he likes her he's taking her on dates things are going well she's showing interest things are so fun and electric and then she just leaves all the time. And her explanation is like, oh, it's not you. Bye. So, and he can't have the explanation. He cannot have the yeah. explanation of, I'm a witch and I gotta go. And I mean, you're not gonna like what I have to say, but this is part of the reason that I don't like Dan. Is he very much, especially like right around this time and like in the upcoming episodes, he really becomes that guy. That guy that expects something from what he's giving. Yeah. Instead of giving because he cares about her. He's expecting things in return, even if she's not ready for them. Yeah. Because it's very obvious that she's got something going on, but she and she's told him multiple times. That she cannot tell him. And instead of respecting that and just accepting her for who she is, flaws included, secrets included, he starts to get angry and he starts to push her to to be ready to tell him something that she's not ready for. Yeah. And it's like, it's, and, it's really sad because it's, it's a very classic trope like have you ever heard um of the of the fairy tale east of the sun west of the moon no well it's very similar it's based on a a greek myth um of um 
I, oh god, what's her name? It's the story of Eros and the princess that he meets. But basically, for anybody at home, basically the the fable and its its moral is that sometimes when you look upon your partner without their permission, when you get too curious, when they're not ready to share things with you, you are going to get burned. Because... yeah. Like, in East of the Sun, West of the Moon, she's in a beautiful home, and every, you know, he's a, I think he's, like, a beast by day, and then at night, he's, like, the most beautiful man she's ever seen, and so one night, she, like, holds the candle over his face, right, and it's revealed that if she had just been patient um, for, like, a couple more days, that he would have been freed, and now he has to go and marry the troll queen, it's very good yeah. if y'all like fairy tales. Yeah. You should definitely read it. It's excellent. And they've got lots of um, different retellings that are super, super sick. Um, but, but it's very... But yeah, I, I see your point. It's like, that situation, just, you know? Yeah, if he if he just had been a little bit more patient and waited till she was ready and comfortable to tell him her secret, I think that there is a very real possibility that Dan and Piper could have worked out. Yeah. But he could not uh, be patient because he could not, he couldn't get, you know, why is it? Because in Dan's head, you know, it's I'm doing everything right. She's telling me I'm doing everything right. We're communicating that we have a healthy, happy relationship. Why is she constantly leaving me? Yeah. And then on top of that, he he really lets his ego... Um, and his jealousy get in the way mm-hmm. um his insecurity he, yeah yeah he's um influenced obviously by Drazi yes um to say the things that are in his mind but i don't think Drazi he doesn't make things up he feeds off of what's already there yes and amplifies it yes so he gets into their heads and Dan starts accusing Piper of still being in love with Leo and which he oh, is. I bet you, well, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing though is she she may still be in love with him, but at this point she's completely resigned herself to moving past that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a certain part of you that will always love your your first love Mm -hmm. like there's just something very special about that and um unless they're like the complete most horrendous scum of the earth Mm -hmm. there's always going to be a part of you that cares about that person and instead of accepting that piper's a human and has feelings but is not acting on them he takes it out on her and makes her feel like the bad guy for having emotions, yeah. for having feelings. Like you think if she could turn them off, she wouldn't. Like absolutely, because it hurts her like, too. If yeah, if Piper could just stop loving Leo, she would. She would have done it the second he left. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, I, I, uh, he makes me so mad. Um. But yeah, that's what I have to say yeah, on that. This path. is really the point. <laughs> like, their relationship is still really sweet and happy at this point, but 
you know, A, once Drazi gets This is involved, the turning point. It gets hairy. And then B, we do see those insecurities, you know, coming to life. Because Dan is also only human. And yeah. those insecurities start coming and and uh, we shall see what they lead to. But I know that Piper and Dan are going to have some hard conversations uh, in the future. For sure. So it's been yeah. it's been nice while it lasted. Um, and then <laughs> finally, our last couple. Um, if you can call it that. Yeah. It's Phoebe and Cupid. And honestly, I feel like... Phoebe and Cupid having a relationship is very slapdash. I don't appreciate it. Um, just yeah. I'm just going to get that out there. What I do think is cool is that he was such a huge learning lesson for her. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, Phoebe's storyline in this episode really kind of hit close to home. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she basically has to go through this kind of soul-searching moment and learn how to be okay with the fact that sometimes loving people means that you're gonna get hurt yeah and sometimes like the pain is worth it you know like like (laughs) i've been listening to country music today and uh uh god bless the broken road by rascal oh rascal flats um, and it reminded me so much of this episode because I, I don't know if y'all know that song, but the the lyrics are like, God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of, in a way, the lesson that Phoebe has to learn in this episode is that like, yeah, you're going to get hurt. Unfortunately, that's that's the price of opening up to someone. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you should stop loving people. Yeah, because at this point in this in the show, have has Phoebe had any serious relationships? No. Yeah. No, I mean, like, there's a couple of like, quote unquote, relationships that she's been in off camera, like when she was in New York and stuff. Yeah, but she hasn't had she hasn't had a serious on screen boyfriend at all at this point in no. the show. Yeah, and that's no. very important to remember. Because Phoebe, though we love her for it, and though we love that her character is celebrated through it, Phoebe doesn't have a long-term boyfriend. You know, Phoebe doesn't have Mm -hmm. a Dan. Phoebe doesn't have a Jack. Phoebe doesn't have an Andy. Phoebe doesn't have a Leo. Phoebe just has a Phoebe. And that... Which is cool, but... Which is sick, which is awesome. Yeah. But Phoebe doesn't want to just be Phoebe for her whole life. Phoebe wants to have Mm -hmm. a partner like her sisters do. And, you know... Triple dates are no fun if you're the fifth wheel. Yeah. And and we kinda we kinda see into the head of someone who has a closed heart but doesn't know they have a closed heart. Yes. Um Cupid really calls her out on that. And uh it's it's entertaining to watch, but also like sad. If you're there, you know, you know, you like if you've ever if you've ever been in a point in your life where you're like, I'm sick and tired of it, I'm never dating another person again, like <laughs> <laughs> um like you can kinda you can kinda get a feel for for how Phoebe how Phoebe feels in this episode. And it's hard because Cupid really makes her face her shit. Yeah. Hardcore and fast. Yeah. And he's like 
He's like, listen, I know that shitty stuff has happened to you. I know that your mom left you. Not by choice, but your mom left you. Your dad left you. Like, I get why you're doing what you're doing. But, like, what is life without love? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the point of being a person if you don't experience... The things that make you a person. Yeah, the entirety of your emotions. So he gets her good, and she learns to open up a little bit. Just a little bit for now. Just a little bit. And she, she <laughs> scores a super, super hot uh, a date the end with uh, Kevin, who stood her up the mm. last time. I know you didn't like that they put Phoebe and Cupid together, but, like, I thought the whole... Um, the whole scene where they're mixing the potion to send him home and he's like hardcore seducing her. Oh my God. That was so intense. It was intense, but it was also like funny. Like they didn't, they didn't push the sexual tension too much, Mm -hmm. but they like, they definitely were like, it was there. Yeah. Like they're all like, he's like, Pressed up against her back, they're mixing this like aphrodisiac salad. Like it's like that scene from Ghost, but it's cooking. <laughs> they're like making brownies, like. <laughs> but um, it's it's so it's so entertaining to watch, and, and he makes this snarky, totally guy comment about like. <laughs> About, you know, are you falling for me? And she's like, <laughs> and she like pushes him off. And <laughs> she's like, shut your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never loved a man in my life. <laughs> Least of all you. <laughs> Least of all you, quote. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's Phoebe and Cupid in this episode. It's it's fun. They're playful. Um, they have some pretty good banter back and forth. Um, nothing, nothing super serious though. Like, like she kind of opens her heart to him and he leaves and it's like, well, this is literally what she was afraid of. You absolute douchebag. But like, also it's kind of a lesson in itself Mm -hmm. that like, you can have good, not all good. Yeah. Not all good things have to last a long time. Um, which is nice. It's nice. Which brings us to our, our last kind of talking point, which is kind of the whole... First of all, real quick, uh, Prue levels up her, her new power, which is like... <laughs> I wouldn't say she levels it up. I think she accidentally uses it again. And we find we find out some more rules to her power, but I wouldn't say her power levels up. Okay, she doesn't <laughs> level up her power. She does what Clark says she does. <laughs> She knows. <laughs> no, she. I mean, well, the reason I wouldn't say that she gets leveled up, leveled up, is because she literally gets like knocked out still. Yeah, like, like she's in the middle of chasing down this demon, and she, <laughs> she just fucking slumps to the floor. She gets that. <laughs> um, uh, but we do find out uh, that her powers don't work in her astral form. However. She can, um, she can manipulate her physical surroundings in her astral form. 
like she takes this like huge like two by four or whatever and just knocks Drazi the fuck out like one two punch if you will it's so good she just goes oh Oh no, oh no. And then just grabs a two by four and just decks him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, that's pretty fun. Yeah, and then our last talking point is just like, what would life be without love? Is there really that fine line of a line between love and hate? Uh, lo- if Victoria could learn how to read, that would be a talking point. Yeah, well, it can be our <laughs> reading point. I read it, you talk. <laughs> uh, no, I mean... I just kind of wanted to bring up, like, that was kind of the the underlying, well, overlying, I guess, theme of this episode. Yeah, was, absolutely. Like, like, love and hate are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when you, when you look at Prue and Jack, she even says it in the episode herself. When she met him, she hated him. Yes. But look at her now. She can't look at him for two seconds without smiling like a dumbass, oh, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's really it's really fun to see. It's it's a cool concept that they played with. I kind of wish that they'd done it a little bit better, um, but it wasn't bad. No, it was it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was absolutely it was fun. It was fun, and it yeah. is it is a cool concept, especially. Because uh, the the conversation of can demons love, are demons capable of love, is um, if you haven't seen the show and you don't want to be spoiled, take a back seat for the next, I don't know, I'll keep it to under two minutes. But um, it is a big old fat foreshadow point. Um, oh, yeah. Because if y'all have watched the show, then... Anybody who understands, like, Phoebe's upcoming relationships, <laughs> Phoebe's relationships that are coming, <sighs> I'm so excited. Yeah. With a certain person whose name rhymes with, um, Mole? 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 <laughs> mm. Understands that, uh, demons being capable of love is like a huge conversation point oh yeah it's it's definitely um a huge piece of foreshadowing and i don't know if they knew where they were going with it when they said it but it definitely opened a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm, for the show mm -hmm. yeah they ran with it anywho i think that's all we have to talk about today yeah, well, uh, how about personal gain? We left off last week at 45. Oh, they were naughty, 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 naughty. Yes, they were very bad. Very bad witches. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Piper froze Dan mid-makeout because uh, Phoebe broke into Dan's house somehow. Still unsure how she got in there. Uh, I bet she, like, janked open a window. Oh, yeah, like, Phoebe totally knows how to pick a lot. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you get for like, being they're... the fun sister, you know? <laughs> I guess I'm not the fun sister. Um, <laughs> I don't know but, how to pick a yeah. lock. <laughs> You're too there for. We... <laughs> we aren't the fun we... sisters. We're the oldest sisters. There's a difference. <laughs> it's called trauma. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> we're uh, we're adding one point for that, uh, bringing us to a total of forty six. I didn't really see any other personal gain though in this episode. No, they've gotten a lot better. Yeah, which is uh, actually kind of fun because uh, with Piper and crew being so mad at a uh, at Dan and Jack. It's it's very funny to me that they didn't use their powers. Yeah. You know, like especially the they, active power. <laughs> yeah. They did a good God. job. <laughs> yeah. All right, Victoria, what would be your favorite line or your favorite part for this episode? Uh when they were discussing uh that Cupid was Cupid and it was where's the chubby baby? Where's the warty noses, pointy hats and broomsticks? <laughs> Yeah, they have a little uh, stereotype battle. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty fun. What about you, Clark? Uh, God, there's so many iconic quotes from this episode. Um, let's see. I think one of my favorites was uh, the I can't remember her name, but she's talking about the guy that Drazi turned her against. And she's like, he just walked into traffic. Cindy! Dumbass. Is he gonna die? Because he should, you know. Yeah. I don't know anyone that deserves to be hit by a car more than him. And I was just like, girl, what a fucking move. She went like, cold as a stone real fast. <laughs> she really did. And then they were just like, fine after that, which was really funny. Yeah. Um, I think another good one was, time just stands still for a couple seconds. And then she's like a totally different person. Like... Dan, you're so close. Just rub those two brain cells together a little bit harder. You'll get it. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> but I think my all-time favorite is uh, Cupid talking to Phoebe. And he goes, mm, it's okay. I'm rather used to you kicking love in the teeth. And I was like, <sighs> oof. Oof. Um, but, okay. going Going back to our talking points just for a quick second. I actually was just looking at my notes and the things that Jirazi says to Dan and Jack are very poignant um, because they they reflect on a lot of things that we actually have talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. So he says to Dan, you are nothing more than geographically desirable. You can't get much closer than the boy next door. Than um, the stud next door. Yeah, that's what he says, the stud next Which door. Which is relatively yeah. demeaning. Yeah, it really is. But but he says that, and it just... Like, that's exactly what Piper said about Leo when he broke up with her the first time, that he was geographically undesirable. He Drazi used Piper's words. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just very, very interesting. And then Drazi says to Jack, Jack. Prue is using you. You are everything she has always known. She never wanted. And that really ties into what we've been saying about Jack, about how he's really good for her. But Prue would have never in a million years gone out with him. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is just so out of character for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, oh, that line really got me because I was like, that's exactly what we've been talking about. Yeah, because at the beginning of the relationship, that's what it was. You know, yeah. it was a new thing. Yeah, it was, I'm going to have fun 
and I'm not going to care about the fact that he's an idiot man-child. Like, oh, it's just, yeah. I thought that was really, that was a really, really clever part yeah. um, on the writers. I know I didn't say that right, but y'all get what I mean. Absolutely. But, 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 but anyways, moving on. <sighs> Out of five whiny jealous babies uh how would you rate this episode 3.2 3.2 whiny jealous babies wow yeah uh yeah i think i'll agree with that i think it was just barely above average yeah like like i said it was fine but like watching it just to watch it meh like Pleasant Maybe dinner time. I yeah, I'd be doodling or you know having a having a mild conversation while I'm watching it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. <sighs> Clark, it has been two Too days. Long. It's been two days since we've seen Leo. It's been two whole days. Two. I wonder if he's coming back soon, <sighs> or is he gone forever? okay well while we ponder about that if you want to find us on twitter where can they find us before you can find us on twitter at charmed underscore podcast where can they find us on facebook clark if you want to find us on facebook you can just look up charmed and dangerous podcast or go to facebook.com backslash charmed and dangerous pod where can they find us on instagram victoria you can find us on instagram at Charmed and Dangerous Pod. I think we've got a theme going. Maybe we've got a theme going. Have we got a theme going? <laughs> Maybe, just a little one. <laughs> Where can they find us for questions, comments, concerns, and uh, the occasional lovely email? Thank you, Danielle. Once again, we so love seeing your emails. Oh, God, Danielle, I love you so much. You're such a sweetheart. Wait, Anyways, if you want to send us an email like Danielle does every week, you can email us at charmedanddangerouspod at gmail.com and that does actually bring our show to a wrap. Do you have anything else to say to the people, Victoria? I love you. <laughs> Oh, yes. We love you so, so, so much. Have a great rest of your week. We love you. We'll see you next week. Blessed be. Blessed be.